Welcome to Off the Beat, the podcast that discusses all things law enforcement from a cop's point of view. My name is DJ Seals. I'm a former detective, crime analyst, and SWAT operator from the metro Atlanta area. Now, I currently work for Motorola as a law enforcement consultant, but this podcast will never be about product or sales, and that I promise you. I came up with this idea because I wanted to have a place where we could have a conversation about current police issues without you, my listener, feeling like they were in a sales pitch. I wouldn't listen to that, and I'm sure you wouldn't either. So let's take a look at today's topic. Today's t- today's topic, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I thought it was a joke sent to me by a friend. Uh, my friend April sent me a couple of screenshots. Um, she lives in this large Midwestern town, city, whose name I won't use. Um, but she sent me a couple screenshots and I, I literally thought they were a joke. And so I, I Googled them, basically trying to debunk them because I was getting all fired up about them. And <clears throat> while I get the intent, I, I, I find it just fascinatingly weird. So what am I talking about? Well, this large Midwestern metropolis... Um, there's an alderman that's backing a, a call for, um, there, there's a community group that, that has begun a, a plea, um, united for a safe summer. It's fine. I'm not, I'm not talking about the group. I think it's good for community groups to do things, but, but what they're talking about is they've put out a campaign so that 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., no shooting. N- what? And this alderman backed it and said, you know, <clears throat> this is a quote, criminals to only shoot guns <laughs> between the hours of 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. to minimize the risk of innocent people being shot. You just soak that in for a minute. You know, <clears throat> when, when we get into this, it, it's really almost negotiating with criminal activity in, 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 in my police view, right? Oh, you're going to do it? Oh, we haven't been able to stop you? Oh, you're killing people? Well, could you only do it at night, please? Now, while I'm all about community efforts to get involved and get these people stopped and all that, I'm like, this isn't, this isn't tagging, spray painting, you know, bridges. It's just murder. Could you please only shoot people at night? That's how I, how I got it. And I'm sure a lot of you are going to be like, DJ, you're wrong here. Um, But let's look at some of these other, some of these other quotes that, that kind of got me thinking, right? Um, this this alderman uh, goes on and and says for folks to you know stop associating with these people, you know when when those who live a certain lifestyle try to hang with quote regular class citizens, careful, uh, they put everyone at risk. Oh, all right. Um, 
But, but then it goes on and says, we're not waiting for a bill or law to enforce what we feel needs to be done. Waiting? It's in Illinois. And, and, and as a matter of fact, th- this, this particular city uh, and state has, frankly, some, some of the toughest gun crimes in America. It, it's, it's the ninth most difficult place to own a gun. Good or bad, however you feel about that. Their gun laws are so stiff, so tough. Okay? There's no open carry. Uh, they're, they're, you know, if you've got an, uh, an, an AR-15 or something like that, no, you don't. Not, not in that city. And you know what? That's their choice. Vote on that all you want. But the point being is, the laws are there. The laws are there that say, don't shoot anybody. <laughs> what? And I, I don't, I, I do find this a little comical, right? We're not waiting for a bill or law to enforce what needs to be done. What needs to be done is for people to stop stop murdering people in this city. Um, you, you know, just looking at the stats at, at, at this city, I did some research uh, on this today. Um, while, while murder is down, there have still been 401 murders in this city this year so far. Um, 1,363 sexual assaults. 6,298 robberies, 3,800 aggravated batteries. I mean, on and on and on and on and on. I mean, of your part one big crimes, they've already had 48,821 in this year. That's a 33% increase in crime. The big crimes, the crimes that sometimes and many times and do involve guns. So... My question would be, and I couldn't find this. I was looking it up. I, I just couldn't find it. Stats are sometimes hard to hunt down, right? One of the things that I, I wonder about is, when are most of the shootings in the city happening anyway? I did find some articles on that. And it, it, the articles I found, <clears throat> again, not inclusive of all stats, but the articles I found, these shootings were happening at night. I, I found a few drive-bys in the daytime or, or let's say, uh, you know, in between the 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. ceasefire. But then I came upon a quote that bothered me probably the most beyond all of this. And it said, we're asking for the, refa- the refrain from gunshots to reduce risk to those who are, quote, not involved in high-risk activities. What? Sometimes we have to be careful about how we, how we say things. So far, we have lots of things that are being said here, right? You know, hey, nine, you know, we got a ceasefire between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. You know, which on the other side could say, but go ahead between 9 p.m. and 9 a.m. Then we got another one uh, that says, uh, you know, to, re- to reduce the risk to those who are not involved in high-risk activities. Now, if you're involved in a high-risk activity, well, you know, just shoot away. Have at it. 
I mean, I realize that I'm flipping this to a point, but isn't that really what it's saying? You know, the, we're not going to wait for a law. How many more laws do you need against don't shoot people? Um, One of the toughest cities in the United States on gun laws. But yet, violent crime is out of control in this city. I'm not picking on the city. It sounds like I am. But folks, I literally saw this meme, if she will. She sent me this little snapshot. And I, I, I looked at it and I laughed because I was sure it was fake. I was sure it was fake. L- let me explain. <clears throat> I got my George Code book here. Granted, it's a little out of... It's not, not new. But I have it. Um, and I, I thought, man, this thing's huge. If you've never seen uh, a, a, a code book, like a law code book, that an officer would have or a district attorney or somebody like that. Um, if you know a cop, if, if, if you ask to see it, they're huge. They're huge. The, the, the pages are, are thin, 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 almost see through them thin. The font printed is so small. You got to use the bifocals. I mean, there's so much information in this that if they printed it in in regular paper and something that you could read without bifocals, you'd need a wheelbarrow to carry it around. There are 352 pages inside my Georgia code book. There are 53 crime code categories like murder and theft. And they're more legally written than that. But that's what we mean by crime code categories. And, and how many laws? Uh, yeah, growing every year, thousands of laws. What am I getting at? Am I getting at just poking fun at these people? No. And I don't mean to be poking fun. I mean to be really throwing this out there. Is this, is this a negotiation with criminals? Is this a pass? I mean, granted, this is not a law. This is a citizen group who decided to start somewhere. I get that. You got to start somewhere. But it's been taken by the aldermen. They've actually put it into the process of making it official. No, no vote or anything on that yet. But if it becomes official, is, is then there a heavier law? If you shoot your gun between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. and kill somebody? Like what? You, you, you're charged with murder and violation of this local ordinance? Folks, if you know anything about court, If that were to happen, the violation of local ordinance would be in the wind. (laughs) They wouldn't even deal with that in a murder case. But let me get to where I'm headed. Does it make a difference? Do, Do more laws, do increasing in laws, do increasing in don't do this, Does it stop crime? Most certainly not in this city. Some of the heaviest, heaviest gun laws in the United States. And 
I mean, they're, they're pressing, they're over 400 murders. You, you know, I think about like aggravated assaults, right? And aggravated batteries. And, and what does that mean? And, and what, what I've always thought is an aggravated battery and an aggravated assault is one more strike on the person, physical strike to a murder. If you look at it this way, every murder starts at an aggravated assault or aggravated battery. Because you got to hit them the first time. You got to shoot at them the first time. And it's not murder until they die. It, it, it's sort of like I talk about um, car theft, which, by the way, is up 104% in this city we're talking about. Every car theft starts with a vehicle burglary, the breaking in. Many vehicle burglaries are directly attached to motor vehicle thefts because maybe they broke in with the intent to steal it but couldn't get it started, so they just stole everything out of it and left. So if we just look at murders, 401, and we don't look at aggravated batteries, 3,878, and, and it, if you don't look at all those things together, then you go, well, 400 is still pretty bad, but almost 4,000 aggravated batteries so far, I mean, the person could have died. Robberies, which are typically armed robberies, not always, but the robberies by force, up 54%. It's 6,300. So we've got all these gun crimes, and we've got all these gun laws, and we have more and more and more and more and more and more gun laws. But the gun crimes keep going up. So I got an idea, like they do. Let's just tell them they can't commit those crimes within these times. Because you know what? They're not following the laws. So let's just create an ordinance that has way less power and maybe they'll follow it. Lip service. And I know y'all haven't heard me quite this wound up. Um, and I'm trying not to be wound up. And I'm trying not to make this a gun thing. But with this city, it's hard not to. And obviously with the article, it's don't shoot in the daytime. But folks, if we go over to California, we have major, major chains, business chains that are leaving California. Certain cities just gone because the, the shoplifting and the theft got so out of hand that they were losing so much money. It wasn't, it made no sense doing business there anymore. I mean, you've all heard about it, right? What is it, uh, nine hundred and ninety-nine dollars or whatever it is? You know, uh, you know that amount or lower, you'd be prosecuted at a lower rate, basically ticketed. All right. Well, guess what? It doesn't take too long for a bunch of criminals to figure out. Hey, you steal this, you steal this, you steal this, I'll steal this. We'll all be under that amount, and then we'll share it, and we'll do it every day until we get caught. And, and people are leaving because they can't do business there anymore. So, so, so the law against stealing, which was there, wasn't good enough, wasn't stopping anything, was inundating the court system with people who were arrested for shoplifting. 
The court system said, no, nah, it's just too much. It's not worth prosecuting. Let's, let's put it down to a lower level, like a ticketing thing under this amount. Let's do that. Okay, let's do that. And then skyrockets. So then maybe there's an argument to say that in that case, the law was working some. Or you would not have seen the skyrocket in the shopliftings when the penalty for shoplifting was lowered. Direct correlation, penalty lowered, shoplifting's up. And let me tell you, if you're driving out major chains for shoplifting, that that's, that's high. Every business already understands that there's going to be some shoplifting. It's expected loss in their bottom line. But that expected loss is worked in to the bottom line like the expected profit, an expected growth, an expected income, an expected output. And all of that is, is figured in. So the expected loss was obviously was obviously superseded so heavily <laughs> that it just flipped the tables over and they went, we were losing money. Got to go. So what is the real problem then, you're asking me? And I was thinking about this before I even turned my mic on. And, and a lot of you that know me know that I don't script these things. <laughs> Could you tell? The only thing laying in front of me right now because I'm in my office, and to keep the ring sound down from hard surfaces is, is some little, like, like studio sound deadening pads in my computer. That's it. So I think to myself a lot, like, okay, but what am I going to tell? What am I going to say? I'm, I'm, I'm almost arguing this point with myself as I'm driving around. And what's the problem then? If the laws aren't making a difference, and dropping the laws doesn't make a difference. And in some states, increasing the penalties of laws doesn't make a difference. Then, then where does it lie? It lies in a couple of things. I'm going to save the big one to the end. But it lies in a couple of things. And, and, and the first one is crimes are committed in general by people who just, they have no other care for other people's stuff or other people. And you can argue that all day long. If you're in law enforcement, I'm glad to argue it with you. If you're not, then I'll just tell you, you've never sat across from these people. I have sat in, in, in an interview room and looked in the eyes of people who 30 minutes prior have brutally murdered people. And they're just as calm as they can be. They're not fake calm. <laughs> they're sitting back in a chair asking for something to drink. They're not freaking out. They're not worried a bit. They're just calm. Now, not everybody's like that, but many are. As the severity of crime goes down, the level of calmness goes up. Why? Because a lot of them have already been through the system. And they already know, eh, it's no big deal. I'll just do a little of this, a little of that. I'll argue it. I'll get to a diversion. I'll do a little time. Fine. I don't understand that mindset myself. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a sociologist. 
I loved them both when I took them in college. But, but I'm telling you from my point of view that there's very little care when you speak to these folks about the victim. G- generally none. Sometimes the victim is a family member. Sometimes the crime was in the heat of passion. And once that heat of passion dies down, they realize what they've done. And then you get an emotional response. But, but for most crimes, car theft, shoplifting, especially non-person crimes, there's, there's no emotional response. There's no care. So what about punishment? It's hard to say if this country's ever had punishment right. I mean, is it? I mean, the word penitentiary comes from penitent. To punish, to then find a point of I'm sorry, to then rehabilitate, to then get back into society. Difficult. Very difficult. I, and I'll tell you, this might surprise all of you, that, that I go round and round and round on this. But I will say, with, with the times that I've visited, spoke to people in prisons, had to interview people in prisons, had to go to the prisons, had to you know, walk around them, work with them a little bit, it, it's, it's hard to imagine, if you put yourself in that situation, that if you did any time in prison, that you would come out, (laughs) to use an REM song from the 90s, or maybe 80s, at 90s, we'll call it 90s, Uh, it's hard to come out shiny, happy people. (laughs) Because prison is not a shiny, happy place. So does that mean DJ says prison should be a shiny, happy place? No. It just means I don't have a good answer to that. But, if you've been and you've gotten through, and you had no care for your victim, and, and you know, you, you don't seem to want to work like anybody else does, right? To, to, coin, to coin a term from the alderman, the regular society, um, then, then this is what you do. Um, I get a lot of questions from being a detective, you know, oh, gosh, how'd you figure that out? Well, they seem to be really good at this, right? Oh my goodness. They, they were able to do this and that and avoid this way and block this. And I'm like, it's their job. It's their profession. We, the easy ones to catch are the first timers <laughs> that had nobody to tell them how to do it. They just wanted to do it. Maybe it was a crime of passion. Maybe it was a crime of Ooh, that wallet sitting right there in that car with the window down. I'm just going to grab it and run. Okay, they're they're not that hard to catch because they they're not good professionals yet. Hopefully never. Hopefully they stop. But many of these people are professionals. This is what they do for a living. This is how they get paid. So they're good at it. But many of them that I've spoken to, direct conversation, understand that being caught and being punished and doing some time is part of the deal. That's what one guy told me. That's just part of the deal. Just part of the deal. They put him down, you know, keep, keep him, keep him in a prison for a while. Right. Keep his criminality down. (laughs) But when he gets out, okay, he's just smarter. Not going to get caught that way again. So, how does it work? What do we do? 
Well, from a cop's point of view, let the cops do their job. Let the cops do their job. Okay? If it's overloading the criminal system because you have a lot of criminals, is the answer then to make something more legal that used to be criminal? Well, you know, it's just a little bit of theft. Yeah, that'll drop it. Uh, what? Let the cops do their job. So if we're going to let the cops do their job, we still are in this epidemic of not enough cops. I'm, I'm visiting an agency next week, um, which is why I wanted to go ahead and get this recorded. And um, they, they've asked me, they saw me at a conference, they've asked me to come out and teach some classes. Very nice. Uh, I really do appreciate that. Quite honored. Um, but but it's, it's, it's a larger agency in the desert. Um, and they are having a cop shortage. Painful, painfully short. Retention is ridiculously bad. Turnover, therefore, is very high. And you've heard me say this before. Fewer cops, more turnover, keeping them is almost impossible for any time at all, eventually builds a department of rookies who are still learning. Like a majority of rookies who are still learning. Um, so if you don't have enough cops and you're not really letting them enforce laws. I mean, I could even talk about the laws that haven't changed yet. The prosecution of them is being denied. Well, that puts a cop in an interesting position, doesn't it? So do you even arrest the person for it? I mean, we could go on and on and on and on and on about this, but I don't think the answer is a negotiation with criminals. Only do your criminal activity at this time, okay? Because most of us are sleepy night-night in our beds, and, and I just don't want to hear it or see it. Right? Ostrich theory. Stick your head in the sand, and it's not actually happening. I, again, I get the, I, 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 I get the initial concept. We've got to start somewhere. But I think even the initial concept is wrong. We did start somewhere. In that case, it's called the Illinois Code Book that makes everything they're doing illegal and, for most of these crimes, a felony. Aggravated felony. So, if that's not stopping them, I, 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 I can only imagine, I can only imagine there's, there's, Five gang members, <laughs> criminal gang members sitting in a house in Chicago reading the paper, and they, they, they think that snippet should be in the funnies section. It should be in the cartoons because it's comical. Now, this just came out just last week. So we'll see. So where does the problem lie, DJ? You cut it off. You didn't give us the problem. Where's the problem lie? I'll tell you where the problem lies. The problem lies within the individual committing the crime. There's an unpopular statement these days. 
The problem lies in the lack of ownership of wrongdoing and in the lack, and I'll just straight out say it, of proper blame. Take ownership. You did it. We're not going to confess to it. Doesn't matter. If we understand that shooting somebody in a gang drive-by is bad, well, I don't, I don't even know what to say after that. Shooting somebody in a gang drive-by is bad. Okay? I mean, I saw another article. I think we're back in California now. Um, looters. Looters going in tearing out buildings or even in the daylight and stealing purses and jewelry and, and, and masks, just in mass going in. We've all seen it. And, and this is not a political show, folks. This is literally cop logic. I don't, <laughs> this, <laughs> this is the law says this, therefore don't do this. It seems pretty clear. But I heard somebody say, oh, well, they don't have a job, so they got to feed their kids. Where are they going to feed them? The purse? They're not stealing bread. I mean, beyond a hurricane in Florida, when's the last time you saw a, a grocery store looted? Think about it. And in a hurricane in Florida, everything's looted. So I don't even know if that counts. But when's the last time you saw a grocery store targeted for looting? Or for one of these mass shopliftings? No. It's shoe stores, video game stores, department stores. Uh, we got to stop making excuses. There are, I have, I have myself been in the interview room with a couple of criminals and they were criminals, admitted on video, got them who frankly I felt bad for. I'll admit it proudly. No shame in the game. I felt bad for them. Most of them, however, I felt bad for because after speaking to them, they were, they were younger, right? Teens. After speaking to them on a crime that didn't make any sense, right? I just like, why would you, what was the point? What were you going for? Come to find out, their brothers were in prison. Their dad was in prison. Their grandfather was in prison. Nobody in the family works. And this is, this is almost legally a child, just barely legally an adult. And I felt bad for them because they were taught criminality, in my view. That's what they've known. That's what they've always known. To go, to go see their brother at Christmas. They got to drive down to the state prison. And they've known that their entire life. That makes me sad. Hard to break that cycle. Hard to break that cycle. But I didn't drop the charges. I spoke to them like any human I would speak to. The, 
the horrible murderers I've sat in front of, child murderers even. I spoke to them the same way I'm speaking to you all now because they're a human. You can call them anything you want, but but still a human. Got rights. Maybe has feelings. Some of them questionable. But the point is, if we keep publicly making excuses for crime and keep publicly saying, oh, well, you know, it's just under a thousand bucks. It's not a big deal. And hey, you know, hey, y'all, hey, hey, could you not shoot anybody that isn't already involved in criminal activity? It's literally what the alderman said, not quote, but let's face it. That's what they said. Let's keep safe those who aren't already involved in criminal activity. The inverse of that statement is those who are already involved in criminal activity, you're on your own. What? How about this? How about we let the cops do their job and everybody's safe? Now, are we going to eliminate it overnight? No, I'm still a believer. People who want to do crime will do crime. Period. Minus a police state where there's, where there's a cop on every corner and a video camera in every nook and cranny, crime will occur. And by the way, I don't want either one of those. I don't want to live in those states. I just think we need to think through these a little bit deeper and think through the statements we make a little bit deeper and understand that more laws, I don't care what they're about. If you have an increase in crime, the answer is not more laws. Why? Because they don't care about the ones that are there anyway. So then I'm going to go down this line real quick. Oh, you mean increased punishment, DJ? I don't know. I mean, I live in Georgia. I mean, the death penalty is still active. Um, Georgia, Texas, I mean, there's quite a few states. Death penalty is still active. Does that keep people from murdering other people? Nope. Nope. And I can tell you, I've never once had take traffic stops out. People seem to worry about traffic law a little bit more, but let's go with, let's go with violent crime. I've never once arrested or interviewed anybody who went, oh man, while I was doing this, I was thinking about it. I'm going to get like 15, 20 years. I'm going to get 15, 20 years. Oh my goodness. Better be careful. Nobody ever told me they even gave any thought to the punishment. Why? Because I never got any thought about being caught watching Scarface too many times. Scarface really didn't make it out in the end, but he didn't get caught by the cops. So, I mean, <laughs> there it's not reality. But also what's not reality is the belief that more legislation, more legislation for or against or prohibition of things is going to stop people. 
couple stats I want to leave you with. And you know, I'm a stats guy. I love stats. And you can look at this one too. Um, I wanted to know. I went back to the guns thing because this is about guns. I wanted to know how many guns used in crimes are considered an illegal gun. Obtained illegally. Stolen. Straw purchase. Straw purchase, by the way, is you have an illegal person who can't own a gun, goes to a person who can own a gun, says, go buy this gun legally for me. The legal person does all the proper paperwork, walks out the gun store, and then sells the gun to the person who can't own the gun. It's called a straw purchase. And so I started by saying, well, okay, think to myself. In all the gun crimes I've ever worked, how many can I remember where the gun came back registered to the person who used it in the crime. A bit of a sad statistic here, but I can tell you the only time I ever remember that was in suicides. It's the only time I can remember that. Multiple homicides, armed robberies, drive-bys, gang activity, Guns found on people in traffic stops that they, they shouldn't have had them. Guns found in SWAT operations. They, they either came back stolen or they certainly didn't come back registered to that person. And the person that was in possession of the firearm was a felon, was on parole, was on probation. Uh, in other words, legally couldn't have the firearm. So I thought, man, I, I got to be somewhere in the mid to upper 90s on illegal weapons. So I looked up the stats. And as you would imagine, and I challenge you to look these up, they're all over the place. <laughs> all over the place. One site said 93% of guns used in crimes are obtained illegally. Their illegal definition is broad, like the one I just gave you. In other words, illegal in a, could be in a multitude of ways, but, but not legally owned. But I got into the federal stats, and they're completely different. It comes in and it says, oh, um, you know, only 12% of state and 5% of federal prisoners used a handgun that was legal. Under, what? How is that possible? Right? You get into others, you know, um, 20% of firearms come back illegal, right? Come back stolen. But then you get into the definition. For instance, the ATF, really in interested in what we call ghost guns, guns that are bought in parts and pieces, not all together, then put together in a gun that is untraceable, or straw purchases. Really interested in both of those. Well, if, if you look up those stats, the ATF um, and, uh, and folks like that, their stats are based on the traditional definition of stolen. Stolen from somebody. A burglary, car entry, um, stolen from a, a commercial burglary like a pawn shop. Stolen, stolen. Prove it's stolen. Others, the most of their stats are in the 
you know, the more the, the more technical, the straw purchases and, and the ghost guns and things like that. But if you put it all together, the illegal ways you may obtain a gun while committing a crime, it does come in to about 85 to 90%. Why are you talking about guns so much, Dean? Because the article I read, don't shoot during the daytime. So let's talk about if indeed these stats are right. That means, and by the way, plenty of laws against it. That's why we call obtained illegally. Why is it illegally? Because it's in a book. It's in a code book that says, don't do this. No, no, no. So if it's already there and all these guns are obtained illegally, well, maybe we should have more of those laws. I, it reminded me of, uh, and I can't play the clip because I don't think I have rights to play the clip, and I'd really not like to not get banned. Um, but Monty Python, right? Those of you who don't know this, Google it. Monty Python, stop or I'll yell stop again. That, that's really all the implementation of more laws is going to do. We, we should, we should let cops do their job. We should let them enforce those laws. The courts can do what the courts do. Courts can decide to do what they're going to do, but the cops need to be able to enforce those laws. But at the core, crime is a people problem. It's a people problem. People that don't know other people, people that don't care about other people or their stuff. Perhaps they were brought up in, in, in a community or a family of crime. Happens. Did they get a pass because of that? No. How do we break that? <laughs> not a sociologist, not a psychologist. I don't have a good answer. I'm a cop. But the one thing that I know in this podcast the one thing I could come back and say, yep, that's absolutely true, is adding more laws will do nothing to stop the crime. You don't believe me? Look at the stats in California. Look at the stats in Illinois. That some of the toughest states on certain crimes, and yet those crimes are skyrocketing. I think it breaks the theory. On to another theory. I'm probably not done with this topic, by the way, because I constantly think about these things. I get something in my head. I had a buddy this morning ask me, he goes, you know that song, Let It Go? <laughs> I said, yeah. He goes, that's not in you, is it? I said, no, no, it's not. Never has been. I really, really think deeply about these things. Think a lot. So, I want you to think too. Really think on, does this make sense? Does it make sense in your community? And if you think about the correlation between more laws, therefore should lessen crime. But that's not what's been happening. Not for decades. So if that's not working... Why? And what's next? Hmm. Well, let's take a look at some stupid criminals, and I have some good ones for you today. 
An armed robber named Andrew Hennels was caught after he boasted on Facebook. See? Social media, it's a devil. He boasted on Facebook about his plan to raid a supermarket. His plans to raid a supermarket, which included a selfie and a picture of a knife. Do I even have to tell you how this ended up for him? He actually titled the post, Doing Tesco Over. Police caught him 15 minutes later with the knife and $410 in cash that he had stolen from the Tesco. A 10-year-old boy was playing with his father's old handcuffs on Father's Day. Interestingly enough, the article didn't say his father's old handcuffs. Okay. Like, anyway. Uh, he cuffed himself to his daddy. Haha, <laughs> it's funny. But, but they lost the key during the game. So the dad called the local police in Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> my son and I, we were playing this game <laughs> with my old handcuffs. Where'd I get them? I don't know. Anyway, uh, we lost the key. Can you send somebody to, 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 to unlock it? They did. And as per routine, police ran Klein through their database. Now, why is this? I get this question all the time. Well, you need to make a note of who you had contact with. Radio, I'm, I'm out with blah, 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 name, date of birth, da, 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 da. Okay. Well, and, 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 and you get run. And they found two outstanding arrest warrants for him. And uh, they recuffed him with their cuffs. I thought about this. I was like, man, you know that kid's like, uh-oh, I got, I got daddy arrested. No, you didn't, son. Daddy got daddy arrested. You just played a game with daddy and his old handcuffs. Anyway. Detroit, Michigan, two officers were demonstrating their patrol car's felon locating system to the children of a neighborhood during an educational lesson. Very nice. I mean, I, I, mean, I like the, the getting out in the community stuff. Love that. Uh, and a man walked up to them and said, hey, what, what's this all about? Can you show me the process? They said, sure. It's an easy process. Uh, just, do you have your ID or driver's license on you? Yes, sir, I do. Here you go. Oh, okay. Well, we see. We just scan it right here. And, uh, beep. Whoops. Man was wanted for robbery. Committed two years previously. And they arrested him. And lastly, St. Paul, Minnesota. It's going to be getting chilly up there pretty soon. At a bus station in St. Paul, Minnesota, a hot-tempered man was involved in an argument with a woman who he punched in the face. So you got crimes against that, and it didn't stop him. Anyway, he also attacked another person who was standing there. Who knows why? Which caused him to drop the folder he was carrying to the ground. He freaked out. He fled. Two police officers arrived at the scene a few minutes later. Uh, were easy. Were able to find him. It's pretty easy. Why? The folder that the man dropped um, was his folder, his homework. From his anger management class. Yeah, those make me smile. You know, as we go along this journey together, I may say some things you don't agree with, or maybe you do agree with me, and even have a topic you'd like me to cover. Funny police story? Send it on over. Email me at offthebeat at MotorolaSolutions.com to give me your thoughts and ideas, and check out my Twitter page at DJ underscore offthebeat. Until next time, stay diligent, stay educated, and stay safe.